You met Christy and Cameron Pearson in our last episode of Behind Closed Doors. Now we'll learn more about the future and what lies ahead for Cameron as they become an adult. All right, well, cheers, Christy, to another cup of tea. I've never had so much tea in my entire (laughs) life. But yeah, no, the story continues. So uh, I guess I want to talk about the future. You're graduating. 2024. Yeah. Excited, obviously. A little bit terrified, but still <laughs> yeah. excited. Well, so what is in the cards for Cameron after high school? Uh, I'm hoping to go to school in Montreal for university because um, I went to a French school for uh, like K to six, mm-hmm. and so I have a pretty decent French background, and I'd like to be able to get that back because I've lost a lot of that being at an English school for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm planning on studying biology and then maybe going to med school. It's planned right now, but I don't know. Things change. So we'll see. Oh, things change. Yeah, <laughs> I know. To be 17 again, right? Oh, my God. Uh, Christy, let's talk about, I guess, the people along the way that made an impact, not only on Cameron, but for you and your family as a whole. Like... We haven't talked at all about your husband and and Cameron's brothers. Yeah. How do they fit into the whole story? Well, it's been they, it's been pretty wonderful actually. So I I would say uh, Cameron's going to smirk here because uh, uh, obviously with two brothers there's there's ups and down ups and downs. But um, uh, both Cameron's brothers, when Cameron came out, didn't even bat an eye and. Uh, pretty much seamlessly changed pronouns, not messing up very much at all. Uh, I took a while with, with pronouns a little bit. The name change, they were also, everyone also just kind of rolled with it. So, um, and then your father has been a very understanding and good ally for, for, for you as well. So I think, um, and, and his brothers um, have stepped up and made uh, Cameron feel safe in the family in different respects in different places so um, we've been we've been pretty grateful I think that the younger generation in general mm-hmm. tends to be really really different with yeah. stuff like this mm-hmm. so in talking to anyone in the younger generations uh, mentioning that my child Cameron is non-binary mm-hmm. there's never a even a change in their facial expressions they oh and <laughs> it's kind of how they feel, right? Um, I'm sure there are some mm-hmm. kids in certain areas that uh, um, maybe have been brought up in a different way, but uh, we have uh, had some really good experiences in our family and with, with other young people, especially. And like, have there been organizations or programs or you know, groups that have really made a, a difference and you know, helped you? Well, Rainbow Resource has been a big support for me, myself, um, as a, a parent and to understand what being an ally is. There's some excellent training that I was able to take part in that is mostly for workplaces, but mm-hmm. it talks a lot about pronoun usage and, and the why and the, mm-hmm. the, the learning the stuff behind. Um, I'm fortunate that I, I can get a lot of my learnings at home through Cameron, and mm-hmm. Cameron will correct me in something that I've said that wouldn't is is not uh, appropriate or 
will help me um, learn more, passing, passing on uh, different people to follow on Instagram that will teach me things and different, different books and mm -hmm. et cetera. But um, Rainbow has, ha, off, was able to offer me kind of a, a background, different level of education as a mom to really um, be able to be a better ally to mm -hmm. Cameron um, and other folks. Uh, they also provide a lot of other supports to um, teens and, and even seniors, uh, all folks that need a circle of supports and need that extra help. Cameron's had uh, um, been very lucky with a good therapist that Cameron sees that has also mm -hmm. been very helpful to yeah. help Cameron walk through different challenges. Yeah, well, I mean... You've gone through, I guess, your early years of mm -hmm. challenges. You're now going to be hitting into your middle years. <laughs> That'll hopefully give you a basis once you graduate to your older years, where you know, yeah. we all, where it should be rainbows and unicorns, but it's not. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, like she's or they're entering uh, adulthood. Yes. Is that scary? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that. Any sort of change is bound to be a little mm -hmm. bit nerve-wracking, but um, you know what? There's also a lot of good that comes with that change. So, mm -hmm. yeah. She want or they want? To, I'm sorry. Cameron wants to move to Montreal. Yes. Does that? It doesn't surprise me. Cameron yeah. kind of came out uh, always uh, wanting to be very independent, uh, wanted to walk themselves to school when they were in kindergarten. And with Cameron being my firstborn, it took me a, a little bit of getting used <laughs> to, 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 to let Cameron go yeah. and let Cameron do and lead their own um, path. Uh, and, but Cameron's kind of always led their own path. Mm -hmm. So I think that maybe that's been also what's made it easy for me to let Cameron go a little bit. I had to do that so long ago, so many times. You always wanted to do it yourself. Um, <laughs> Cameron and I also went to uh, Montreal in November to kind of take a look Spectrum. at how it was. Yeah. And it's a very open, understanding city with a very mm. strong LGBTQ plus mm -hmm. uh, community. And the um, universities themselves all had lots of supports and lots of uh, a large yeah. community so as a mom it also made me feel good that Cameron would have their people yeah to to be with so because that's important for us all right oh, to have yeah. like-minded people yeah that are our supports because the worst thing is for them to feel all alone yes right yeah and uh, so Cameron looking back at the long road of 17 years <laughs> uh, Words of wisdom, or I don't know what you would call it, but encouragement maybe for others out there, other young people that are struggling. I think that um, it's easy to get caught up in all the terrible things happening in the world, and it's easy to just get depressed and down about it. Um, I'll be the first to admit that. Mm -hmm. This world's not easy for trans and non-binary and queer people, especially youth. But the people that are making it harder are a minority. They're a very loud, very vocal minority, but they're still a minority. And mm -hmm. it's important to remember that. And it, if 
there's anyone that's struggling with acceptance and finding people to support them, there's people out there that will support them. It's just a matter of finding them. Right. Is it a matter of being too, Christy, a little bit more vocal? <laughs> I, I mean, it's yes. hard. But it, it is hard, and I would say um, the way that I post on social media, the way that I behave in a space is different than the way it, I used to behave. I used to be the quieter person that didn't say much, but I have really learned that if you want to be a good ally, you need to step up and stand up for others, mm -hmm. and you need to lean in, and you have to listen, you have to learn, but you have to lift their voices up because it's not just Cameron that is tired, but when any minority is being put in a position where they're um, feeling uncomfortable, if you can help that minority person mm -hmm. um, having their back, having, uh, letting them know that you're there with them or fight, help, helping them fight that fight, right. I think it's important. And I think as allies, we have to be vocal because we don't want that angry minority to um, take over. And what ends up happening is your, your youth or your young people uh, grow up feeling really alone and depression, anxiety, mental health, suicide, they're real, they're oh. real. And those are real consequences of bullying. And that's really oh, what I it know. is. Like, uh, we wanted to talk about social media. Cameron, you had mentioned, I asked you about how do you deal with the negativity. How do, we, how do you, or how, what in your mind is a positive comment on social media? To how, what would, you know, what would be the things to say? I think that um, as much as you'll see negative comments and people being negative and hateful, there's also a lot of people being positive. There's a lot of people who are queer showing their lives, showing their happiness. And I think that that's really important because if you look at media, um, any sorts of stories about queer people tend to be very negative. Oh, this queer person struggles, this queer person is bullied, this queer person has a hard life. There's, there's not very many stories about queer people just existing and being happy. And I think that social media helps to compensate for that. What are your feelings or comments on, well, they are a member of the legislature, they are the right hand of our premier, Uzoma, as of Laura. Uh, I think it's really amazing to see non-binary people in government because um, you, you just don't see that. And so it's, it's really cool for me to see someone like me in a leadership role. Mm -hmm. doing some really impressive stuff. I think that regardless of your political alignments, you can't deny that what they have had to do in order to be a non-binary person in that position, they've had to work hard for that. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think that it's really awesome to see that someone like me being represented in government and seeing that I can do that. I can go and be important and make changes yeah. and be a leader because you don't see that. No, you don't. It's pretty cool. Now, Christy, you're a very successful businesswoman. <laughs> <laughs> the business world. <laughs> hey, it's bad enough yeah. being a woman. <laughs> but now, accepting all genders, 
it's hard, it, you, it's still again a huff, tough egg to crack. Yes, yes. I think it's, it's again, it's about helping people learn and mm -hmm. helping people understand and really understand and really feel. It's about feeling, right? Yeah. Um, and in fundraising, we, we know that it's about trying to reach someone's heart. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why people give more when, they, when you've touched their heart is because they feel for others. And that's what humans want to do. They want mm -hmm. to feel for others. They want to, to um, relate. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can relate more to folks that are very different looking Yes. than us than we realize. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to be the toughest part for you? Christy, you can jump in. This is like, we're just, we're just yakking here. I think that um, politics are very <laughs> tricky. Um, if you look at our neighbor to the south, there's a lot of policies being passed that are very, very scary. There's some that are pretty scary being passed in Canada in certain provinces. And I think that it's very terrifying to see people in government, people in Manitoban government, who are running on platforms based on transphobic comments. And some people may not realize that. And so it's important to like, educate yourself on the underlying meaning of phrases like parental rights and um, like parents should have a, a decision in their education. Both those things, uh, just purely at face value, seem like great decisions. Parents should have rights over their children. Parents should have a say in their education, but that's not what those phrases mean. That's not what the people who are running on those campaigns are saying. And I think that that's very prevalent in both our neighbor to the south and here in Canada. And so it's important for anyone of a voting age or not of a voting age to educate themselves and to know who they really are voting for. Because if you vote for people like that, you are making the lives of trans kids and trans people exponentially more difficult. Because those are the people that are going to pass the bills that will lead to trans kids killing themselves. Mm. As a parent, like, oh my God. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I do have to say some of the, it, what we've been seeing in the States and when we saw see in Alberta and mm -hmm. different provinces, and then later this summer we were seeing some marches happening and different, um, talk about books that were ha in schools, etc. cetera. Um, I, and I do believe that most of the people that were engaged in those activities didn't really understand um, what they were saying or where, what it meant or the impacts, mm -hmm. what their words were having. And that, um, yes, parents do deserve to have rights and, and, mm -hmm. and, and such, but to have a good understanding of what rights parents do have and that they do have lots and lots of rights and that the books in the schools aren't as scary as maybe they had thought, but rather than going out with anger to try to, to begin with learning mm -hmm. and, and begin with get educating yourself first 
before you go to the anger because I think sometimes the anger comes first before oh, we've totally, totally thought about anything. <laughs> I know, and it's kind of been our overrunning theme is, is anger. And you're right, Cameron, there's just so much anger and so much hatred right now in the world. Um, what is the most uh, important or lesson or something that you have learned about yourself in this journey thus far that you didn't know? Uh, oh, that's a tough question. Um, I don't know if this is as much as about myself, it's about just people in general, but yeah. What to, learned. to be an ally, it's more than just saying, oh yeah, I support this cause. Oh, I think that these people should have rights. You need to actively be helping people. When I think of allies, I think of people like that teacher that I had that actively tried to make sure that I felt safe in classrooms, in debate tournaments. I think of my brothers that um, when they hear people saying transphobic stuff, they say, hey, no. Why are you saying that? They try and explain to people what being trans means. It's not scary. It's not, they're not terrible. Trans people aren't terrible people. They're not something to be scared of. We're human like anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, we just happen to not, or not be the gender we were assigned at birth. So I think that to be an ally for trans people or any group for that means, you have to be willing to do stuff. You have to be willing to take action, not just say words. So I think though too, or maybe you've already you've always had it since your mom said you always were a leader, not a follower, but this inner strength I see in you. Very much. Yeah. On on the outside, you're very calm or whatever, but I think inside it's a fighter. And I think that it's going to take you a lot of places. Thank and you. Uh, thanks for being so honest and open. And that takes a lot of courage, too. And, uh, Mom, I, I think Cameron has a lot of empathy. Yeah. That, tell me, find me. Well, I found one 17 year old, but find me, you know, a group of 17 year olds that have empathy. But I do know that they do exist. But again, it's the environment that they live in. It's the friends they choose yeah. to acquaint themselves with. And our world has so much fear right now. And fear yeah. and anger are best friends, right? So I think it's about us all realizing that, the camera said, being an ally, it's not mm -hmm. a noun. You can't just be an ally. Yeah. I say it like, I can't just be a runner if I don't run. Exactly. So to be an ally, you, you that that's a decision you make in every moment mm -hmm. so you're not an ally you behave like one yeah or you are trying to be an ally but you're not an ally well so. and for yourself christy what have you learned i think the biggest thing i've learned is to keep learning <laughs> and See, to keep listening that's why yes. she's going to be working a long time <laughs> <laughs> and it's like really because i I, mm -hmm. I, I, listen, I try to listen, I try to learn, but you, you, mm -hmm. you can never stop learning from other people because that's 
you know, that's how you, all, all the good stuff yeah. comes from mm -hmm. leaning in and learning. And I guess that's your piece of advice for parents. Yes. Listen, listen to your, your children and learn from them because that next generation has so much information that we weren't given when we were young. And also just remember, it's not really our life they're living, it's theirs. And so we've got to be there to have their backs, but we're not leading them anymore. <laughs> it's their journey to lead themselves. Well, take the reins. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck in Montreal. Okay, thanks so much. Now you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favourite podcast app. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.